Captain's Log 865. Ooh, buddy. When I tell you that this content creator journey has been hard, listen. Let me just get personal real quick. As a content creator, you go in thinking that, oh, I just want to make content, the things that I you know, love, I want to put my voice out here, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be great because I'm talking about the things that I already love. What you may not think about when you started your journey is the pressure, the anxiety, the overwhelming urge to constantly have to put out content and do things for fear that you may lose all the progress that you made. That's something that me as a creator, I've dealt with a lot along with imposter syndrome and also not being as confident in my work or the things that I'm putting out. And that's a constant battle for me. But there's a person on Twitter that's kind of been a guiding light for me at times that's showing me that your community can be based around healthy things and you don't have to push yourself to the point of breaking in order for you to have a dope community, have a dope product and to do more. I'm happy enough to be able to pull up on this other captain of the seas, so to speak, and have a conversation with them about the things that make them tick. What do they look for in their content, their community, their audience? Hopefully I can pull some more insights that will help make me a better captain going forward. It's about time we get on this journey and do a little bit of level up. Let's go. What's up, Supernovas, and welcome back to the Worst Generation Podcast. That's the exploratory anti-manga podcast. I'm your host, GB. We coming at y'all. I don't even know. It's, I'm recording this two weeks before this episode will drop. So we coming at y'all with a pre-recorded episode. Um, today's date is October the 19th, and we finna get in our bag. If anything that we said changes in the future, just be conscious of that. Y'all know how these things go. Before we get started with the episode... Special shout out to all our patrons of the Worst Gen Pod. We appreciate you guys. Uh, we just got a new patron. Shout out to Moody. Uh, finally becoming part of the Worst Gen Alliance. We appreciate you, Moody. We love your content. We love everything you're doing. And glad to have you a part of the team. Uh, reach out to us. Let us know if it's any other content or anything you're looking for from us so we can get right on that shit for you. Next thing, make sure you guys are pulling up to Anime After Dark every Wednesday at 9.30 CST. It's really been great being supported by all you guys and we love having these conversations with y'all every week so definitely keep pulling up definitely keep interacting with us and this week right now we're doing anime after work at the time of this recording i don't know if anime after work will continue or how long we'll be doing that so you'll just have to find out hopefully it's still going on when this episode drops with that being said we are going to get into date to today's episode which is going to be a conversation with uh, somebody I actually look up to in the content creator community. I love the space that they've really set for themselves and identified that they're going to be in. Um, when I look around the content creator space and I look at myself too introspectively, 
I think about all the stress that we as content creators place on ourselves or we let the community place on us and how we'll let the creation of our art run our lives. And the guest today um, does a lot of posts and does a lot of actions and puts energy into making sure that their space is protected, that they've looked out for their mental health. Um, if they're not feeling like streaming or feeling like, you know, doing something, they don't put over pressure on themselves to get out there and do that. And I love that. And their community is a testament to the fact that if you miss a week or if you miss a stream, that your entire community won't be outraged and leave you um, because they're there for you. So they do care about your well-being and your health. Uh, without further ado, I want to introduce uh, Checkmark God, streamer, and uh, Dungeons and Dragons former teammate, my man Ray Apollo. Hey, can we can we curse on this show? Yeah, this is worse than pod. You can curse. You you can do all that. It's explicit. Hey, yo, what the fuck? That was nice as hell. Why why you do? That? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I appreciate that, man. Like for real. But thank you, thank you for inviting me. Because I, I remember I told you I was like, just set it up. I'll be there. I love when people schedule stuff. So thank you. Uh, but no, that was those some real kind words, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, nah, man, you you deserve them. I, I really I mean that when I say I look up to you. When you know. I'm still, we've been doing this for two years, but if you factor in my broken laptop, you take seven months off of that two years. I'm really kind of like a year in this game. And um, I put a lot of pressure on myself. And when I talk to other content creators, they do as well. We feel like we have to constantly be on point, dropping content all the time, putting stuff out, tweeting, engaging, even if it's destroying our body or destroying our spirits, destroying our mind. And your page is like this oasis in the middle of all that. That's one thing I've always noticed about you, that you take it very seriously, how you feel, uh, where you are mentally, and you actually tweet about that and say like, hey, I can't do a stream today. I'm just not feeling it, but I'm going to get back to you guys. And um, if you would have told me, you know, a couple months ago that that could happen and, you know, you not lose your community or you not drop 200 followers right when you did that, I'd probably be a little skeptical. But, you know, I see that your community continues to flourish. Uh, things look good and you get a, you get back to the content, which I think is important. And when you come back, you're still performing at a high level, which is dope as hell. So like, how could you be mad at that shit? Hey, I, I really appreciate that. Let's talk, let's talk about that for a minute. You mind we talk about that for a minute? Of course. That's why you so have. when it, when, when it comes to like taking care of yourself and when it comes to creating, uh, we now live in a time where it is so much easier to create, um, and it actually be something. It'd be something that people can listen to, something that people are willing to pay you for. Um, and so we, we are already uh, putting ourselves in a place that we're always accessible. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we're also kind of, and you know, us as black men, you know, us as black folks, we are instilled to grind because, you know, what's that said? We got to work twice as hard as everybody else to get, you know, even to where they are just by existing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And with that, it's like we killing ourselves uh, to, you know, get even a quarter of the way for most of these folks that get all, you know, accidentally go viral. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it ain't even good. And so I, when I realized that, I was like, look, bro, if I'm going to be doing this, I want to enjoy it because this ain't something that I have to do. It's something that I love. It's something that I care about. I don't have to be doing this, but I love it. So that's why I do it. Mm -hmm. And so why should I why should I kill myself break my you know break my spirit over trying to catch up and you know keep up with the internet Joneses? Yeah, because 
in reality, it ain't worth it. It it truly is not. I want y'all to think about all the podcasts that go unlistened to. This this not then trust me, this ain't one of those. But think about all the content that goes unwatched, all the, the podcasts that go unlistened to. There are so many. And the fact that we have communities at all is wild to me. It's crazy. But it's because we, we put we put in that work. And it's just it's us as people that they want to get to know and be around. And so if I'm not at my best, I don't want to do that to them because I, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm just trying to be genuine. You know, I'm I, I'm not always, hey, Ray's always happy and excited to do something. No, some days I'm tired and hate everybody. <laughs> so when those days happen, I'm going to tell y'all because I don't want you to come to my stream and be like, hey, you be like, oh, hey, Ray, what's up? You got some kind of me on? I'm going to ask you. Get them out. <laughs> what's that do? That all of a sudden puts somebody in a weird spot because I was having a bad day, you know? Mm-hmm. But in this in this space, I don't have to share my bad day with you because I, I don't, you know, and I I've been to, I've actually been to the point where I was living, paying bills by just creating content. And let me tell you, while I loved it, boy, was that shit nerve wracking. <laughs> let me tell you. And so it's like I love creating content. It's one of my favorite things. And I, I love that we are. We live in a time where we're able to just do it from our homes, from our phones. That's a wild mm-hmm. thing to me sometimes. Because I think about back... It is. I think about back when, you know, people were just kind of starting to get into a YouTube thing. I was like, you know how expensive camcorders were? And how ridiculous it was to have a setup to even think about recording something to put on the internet? Man, it was poor as hell. I ain't have, I ain't had no access to none of that. And then one day, all of a sudden, we have these devices that we take everywhere that can do all of it. And it's like, oh, okay. So I can just do the stuff that I love and share with other people. And then they like that. And then they share with other people and so on and so forth. And then eventually, you mean to tell me some people might like it enough that they'll give me money for it? (laughs) Well, I'm going to always try and make sure that I'm at my best when I'm doing it. So I'm putting out my best stuff. That's what it came down to. I feel that. I love the fact that you brought up, um, you brought up being genuine and you brought up our status as black men. And I'm going to go ahead and go broader on the black man and just say black people in general. Yeah, so man. Uh, being genuine is so important. And when I made this pod, I made it because I felt like my voice was missing from the content that I was watching in the audio mm-hmm. podcast space or listening to, not watching, but listening to in the audio podcast space. That's how we started. And I've struggled with the concept of authenticity because like, where do I draw that line? How much do I give the listeners of the podcast to come out um, that are starting to become, um, I don't know what you would call them, like second degree friends. It's not like we spend every day together, but I'm, you, I know these people' names. I know what they, you know, have going on in general in their lives sometimes. And so, how much do I give you, and how much do I keep personal to myself? And with all of that, this, since you're riding that line, this imposter syndrome, especially since I'm riding that line and I'm having some sense of success this imposter syndrome rises up within me all the time. I find myself feeling like an imposter at least three or four times a week. People give me praise or they say like, oh, the podcast is good. I like this. I like what you guys are doing. And it may have to dark was dope or, you know, um, that's a good take. And I found myself like, am I really doing this? Am I really doing what I think um, people are saying I'm doing? I struggle with that. 
And I saw this tweet on Twitter where they talk about black people not being able to allow themselves to take the easy route ever. As if that is embedded in our genes and who we are. And if we ever achieve success without doing a lot of work, we feel struggling. Yes. And we feel Mm -hmm. bad because the struggle wasn't there. We have been taught that if you don't struggle, it is not real. And so that's where I'm at sometimes. That's some bullshit though. It's some it's some baby back bullshit. It's all the bullshit because because here we are achieving success and you know some things I work hard on and they don't do well and then other things like I'm like okay let me put this out as a filler thing it's just a random one off thought I had and then that goes crazy but I don't feel the same way about that thing that goes crazy because it's like I didn't I didn't struggle for that I didn't put no work into that I didn't deserve that and when I allow myself to love something that I feel like I don't deserve boom there goes the imposter syndrome that's rising up in me and then I got to spend the next couple hours on Twitter like you a fraud, GB. You don't you don't deserve what's coming to you. Like the podcast doesn't deserve what's coming to it. And you know, then you got to do the full mental cycle of going like, well, fuck that noise. I do deserve this shit. I am working for it, and kind of like get yourself back on track. But that's such a hard thing to go through as you know a black person that we feel like the struggle has to be ingrained in everything that we do. And I'm wondering how to be more authentic about that. I try to be authentic as I can about saying like, yo, I struggled this week. Um, I actually took a mental health day uh, encouraged by you. You were actually the inspiration for me to do this, just to say like, hey, I can't do this today. Um, I'm going to drop this off for y'all. And people actually received it really well. So like, I was happy and excited about that. And um, the next thing I kind of- I, I love that. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Like for real, you know, man. You go. You produce, you producing niggas from far away. Producer credit. <laughs> no, I'm, well, that like uh, that makes me glad because I, I think one thing that we need to start doing as black folks is taking better care of ourselves, uh, mm-hmm. because we do what we do is we work ourselves to death and we take care of everybody else except us. Ooh, we do. That's what we do. And you know, I and I, I know I got that. That's the worst trait I got from my mama. Love her to death, but she t- she take care of everybody. She take care of everybody else before she even like think about taking care of herself. And I'm like, mom, you can't do this. I, I need I need you to be around for a long time, you know. <laughs> so I need you to take care of yourself, and uh, it's hard because, like you said, it's just something that's been ingrained in us, you know. We, we and we want to make sure that other folks don't struggle. So what do we do? We struggle to make sure that other folks don't struggle. <laughs> I think I think just because we're resilient and we have the ability to, you know, take a lot of hits and and go through a lot of bullshit, doesn't mean that we have to utilize that quirk that comes exactly. embedded. It doesn't mean we have to use that special power. You can use it sparingly and say, like, right now is a time where I got to put my head down. I got to put my nose to the grindstone and push through all this. But it's also okay to say, hey, this is an easy route to success. It aligns with my vision and my goals and everything I'm trying to do. It's okay for me to walk this route. It's okay for me to take these steps and do it. I don't have to feel guilty. I don't have to feel like a criminal. Uh, I don't have to feel like a fraud for this because I, you know, it's strategic at the end of the day. It's not like businesses. Um, sometimes they, they do projects the hard way. And sometimes it's like, Hey, this is an easy win for us right now. Let's change Mm -hmm. the profile picture. Let's make a hashtag and get it out there. Right. And I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you said it earlier, where it's like time is, is weird. You know what I'm saying? A, A lot of folks think that they have to put in so much time to deserve what they have. 
And I feel like the internet has made it so that like time is inaccurate, but also real because you don't have to have been doing this for 16 years now to just begin somewhere. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know folks that started, you know, two years ago and now they're crushing it. And it's just, that's just the way it is. You know, the internet is the, is, is what it is. But you know, there's also folks who've been doing this for like 10, 12 years and they just now popping off. And I'm like, both of those, both of those timelines are valid. Like not, not, it's not that one is better than the other. They're both valid. And I feel like that's something that we really, really, really need to kind of get. It's like, I don't need to base myself on somebody else's success or their failures. Uh, what matters is, do I like where I am? And do I think that I am doing the best that I can with what I got and where I'm at? You know, and, and also knowing I don't want to stay where I am. I want to do better. <laughs> like that that's the other thing i don't want to get content i don't want to get comfortable i want to make sure that i'm i'm doing what i can but i also want to be better than i was yesterday or last year if you want to take it to a you know a macro level <laughs> we uh so right now you know in 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 my personal or professional life i have to renew pretty much most of my professional certifications and the certification i'm doing right now is my project management professional cert i'm renewing that one and uh, one of the steps to renewal is you have to earn these credits and take classes. And the class I was doing is a leadership class. And one of the lessons that they were telling us in this leadership class, they're talking about that fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. Mm. And, uh, you know, you, you understand this concept at an instinctual level. You know the difference. If, if you have the growth mindset, you can see it in people. You can see people that have oh. a fixed mindset. Immediately. You you see people and you see them see an obstacle, see a problem and go, hey, we can't conquer that. We got to like go back the other way. And then you see people that respond to challenges and problems with uh, ingenuity and in a, uh, innovation. And so you, you can tell the difference between the mindsets and people and not necessarily that one mindset is better or worse than the other. That's not the debate that I'm getting into right now, um, but they are useful in different scenarios. And so the scenario that you find yourself in as a content creator is really kind of that agile mindset. And agile is a is a project framework that mm -hmm. is used for companies. It's used for um, a lot of artistic I use that companies. In my my engineering timeline, uh, it's a whole different timeline. We can talk about that whole different time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can get into it. And so um, you, it's really good for the agile framework. And a lot of content creation can exist in the agile framework. A lot of what we do is about, you know, being open to new possibilities, being ready to pivot at the drop of a dime and attack a different um, attack, a different problem. Uh, how we approach everything each week and say, OK, this is the amount of work I can do this week. These are my goals for this week. Let me do that. Let me also take stock and do lessons learned at the end of the week and improve on that next week. And so a lot of what we do is the, the agile framework and the growth mindset is perfect for that. And. I'm trying to lean more into having that mindset all the time as a mm -hmm. content creator. Part of my job um, and what I do needs me to cold switch back and forth between being fixed and being growth-based because mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm in the middle of changing culture. So it takes time. But in content creation, I need to lean into growth full time so that I can say to myself, hey, this is an issue. This is something we ran into, but what can I learn from this right now? And what can I do to salvage this moment? 
And what I'm finding back to when I dropped like those one-off kind of fillers and, you know, just to get something out and salvage a moment, those are the things that do well. What I'm finding is when I'm open and flexible like that, that content is doing pretty well. So there's definitely some some merit to having the growth mindset, not being down on yourself and saying like, oh, I failed and everything went wrong. What can I pull from this? How can I still make this become something? And then what can I learn to do it better next time so this won't happen again? It's like yeah, the main main place we at. Uh, and it's it's one of those things where I anybody who's listening to this, you know, I, I'm and this is me talking to myself too. It is okay to fail, as long as you learn from that failure and you aim to not fail again in the same way. It is okay to fail. I mean, it, it, that's another one of those things that oh that oh, that was a hard lesson for me to to learn and unlearn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like trying to fail, it's, it's, I still struggle with it. It's just one of those things where it's like, if I'm failing, that means, every, you know, like I am, I have lost everything. I am, I'm doing the work. It's like, no, that's not the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, you, you grow from failure and you, you're going to keep failing. That's just how it works. You keep failing. And then guess what? As often as you fail, you'll succeed. I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. And then you get to a point point. where you're succeeding more often than you're failing, but you're still going to fail. Yeah. And so I just it, it when I when I finally kind of like internalized that I started to do more stuff and um, we my wife and I we have a, a family saying um, that I you know took from her family is done is better than perfect because at the end of the day if you've done it it's out there and you don't know how it's going to be received with the internet like you said earlier you work on something you think oh, I ain't doing enough on that and then it pops off and you're like what the f- why do people like that? I barely did anything for that. <laughs> you know? And, and conversely, and conversely, bro, I've had projects that I've put 16 hours of editing into. I mm-hmm. thought time and time again about the title. I and nobody give a fuck, writing. right? I accompanied with a blog and all the supporting material. Two likes. Yep. And Two that's just... Likes. And I need, to, I need people to understand that that is the nature of the goddamn internet. It's, it's, it's never what you truly expect um you know what i'm saying and and i like to use i like to use this person as an example because it's, it's real i was like little nas x didn't think that old town road was gonna pop off like that he was hoping it would mm-hmm. but he had no idea would <laughs> <laughs> be where he is right now which is wild i see i see little nas x winning grammys this year big time and i'm like Bro, I I need I need that like trust and that confidence in myself <laughs> that he mm. got <laughs> because you never know. It's not guaranteed or promised to nobody. And it's it's like, not. Ah, ah, and I'm like, okay, I'm just I'm gonna live, but I'm gonna live in a way that I ain't taking nothing from nobody else. But I'm doing what I like to do <laughs> in the same space. That's what it's about for me. I ain't out here to try to take nothing or stop nobody from doing what they're doing. You can do what you're doing. Long as you're trying to you know block me from what I'm getting, and I ain't gonna do the same. I'm gonna do the exact same. I ain't gonna try to block nothing for you. I'm just gonna as, as you rise. Hey, if you rise faster than me, good on you. I just know that I'm gonna keep on mine because my journey is unique and special in its own right, and it's mine. That's what matters. It's mine. It ain't nobody else's. Ain't no ain't nobody else gonna have it like I did. But I want all the people after me to have it better than I did. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Um, you actually took me right into uh, a transition point, if that's okay. Uh, so we oh, you transition this part yeah, of the man. conversation. 
Uh, I love that phrase that done is better than perfect. That actually just became the title of this episode. But uh, keeping with that, we do a thing on the podcast called Yay or Nay. Okay. And um, I'm basically going to, you know, phrase a question to you. And you're going to give me yes or no. And then we're going to talk about why. So keeping with the theme of done is better than perfect. If we apply that to animanga, comics, uh, entertainment, nerdum in general, do you believe the same thing about that artwork? If a series is done, is that better than it being perfect? Yep, absolutely. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So let's say a series like um, a series like Naruto. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a general series that most people who would be listening to this right now would know. Uh, it's done. Far from perfect because of the ending. Oh, yes. <laughs> And if we, I don't want to use Hunter Hunter because I feel like that's not done, but it's not really Tagashi's fault. It's his body. Yeah, I mean, I mean exactly. And that that's out. That is that's factors that control. you cannot control. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to use that. But let's say, um, what was a what's a hit anime that was just gas and we just lost it? Um, yeah, I would. In the first one that came to mind is Direction Full Metal. Full Metal. Do we do we put Naruto being done? Is I allowed to rank above a full medal just because it's done? Oh no, that's not how that works. No, mm-hmm. That's not how that works. Uh, a quality is still important. I mean, yeah, just because it's done, some people's done, some people's done quality is better than people's air quote perfect quality. You know what I'm saying? So let me ask you another question and a follow up on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to back to Tsugashi and Hunter Hunter. Because it's not done, could it ever be ranked above full medal in your opinion? In my personal opinion, no. Yes. Because I like I said earlier, I'm not gonna contradict myself. I like something that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, unfortunately yes. to Hunter Hunter, it does not have an end. Uh, and we don't know if it will. I love and if you know me, I love Hunter Hunter. Don't like I don't do. get me wrong. It is <laughs> it's one of those things where I convinced my wife, who is anime not even anime adjacent, to watch the whole thing with me that exists. And she was like, Hey yeah, I like that. And so I love Hunter Hunter, but it's it's not done. And so I, whenever that happens or if it happens, I'll be excited. But and it's where it is right now. I could never really be like, yeah, man, this is so much better than this other story, unless the other story is absolute garbage. <laughs> Which in that case, I could be like, yeah, Hunter Hunter is better than that, and it's not done. That's a that's a that's a nice take because a lot of people do put Hunter Hunter above for Metal Alchemist. I think it's hard to compare them, uh, but me. Personally, I mean, it, it is it is hard to compare them, and that, and I, I to the people who who do that, more power to you. That's fine. You like what you like. It's just that, in my personal opinion, you know, Hunter Hunter is not done, and until I see how that story ends compared to how Full Metal ended, I can't give it a full comparison. Full comparison uh, for me, I put Hunter Hunter above it just because of rewatch value. I've rewatched Hunter Hunter probably three or four times, and I've picked up the manga. But Full Metal, I've see that's that's a wild thing about me that people are like, "What? I don't rewatch stuff." I think I just saw you tweet this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I just I was just talking about that because I'm about to rewatch the Mandalorian. I I don't rewatch stuff, and it's because I like to consume it, and how I felt in the time that I was watching it, I feel like that's how it is. It's not going to change, and if it does change, it's for the worst. Not for the better. 
Does that make sense? Because I already truly, if I appreciate something, I really appreciate it. I really love it. And I'm not, it's not, I'm not going to love it any more than I already do. That has not. Does that make sense? Uh, it does make perfect sense. That has not been my experience. Um, I rewatch, but I, I, I'm strict about what I rewatch. So uh, Fullmetal Alchemist, I've never wanted to rewatch. I just feel like, you know, it's a concise story and I've just never had the urge. Yeah, like you watch it one and done. Yeah. I've never had the urge to want to go back and watch it. Uh, Hunter Hunter, when I go back and watch it, it's one of those stories, depending on where I am in my life, I feel differently about characters or the outcome, and I probably take something different from the anime. Um, so I'll mm, go mm. watch that. Uh, projects like One Piece. When I was consuming One Piece, I was a much younger person. So mm-hmm. it hit me, even if it hit me in a way, and I felt like, um, you know, cool, I'm going to get a little personal. Uh, back when I was first consuming One Piece, I didn't have emotional intelligence. Like I was shut off because of trauma from the world. So, art that were interesting, which to most me, black folk are, I'm gonna say that outright. Yeah, most of us have just trauma because of the world that we had to grow up in. So y'all should get some therapists. All I'm saying, but no, keep going. We we definitely advocate for the therapy around these parts. Uh, mm-hmm. So like things that hit me hit me because it was like a fire storyline, but they never hit me emotionally. Mm-hmm. And even as as close to Three years ago, um, it didn't hit me emotionally. But now, as I slowly read back through One Piece, I just, uh, you know, reread uh, um, Law's story, and you you get into like Law's backstory, and you learn about everything he went, everything he went through, and that shit was breaking my heart. And I didn't feel mm. that the first time I read through. I, I didn't have those same feelings, but now I'm sitting there heartbroken and the gravity of the moments is hitting me much different than it ever hit me before. So I definitely have titles and projects that I go back and, um, especially if it's a fave and it stayed as a fave on my list, mm-hmm. I go back and watch that shit every time. Um, now, every see, time I, go, I love I, that. I take something I love from. that. And you and exactly, it's because you, you, you care about it and you love it and you want to grow as you've grown, you want to see the parts that you might have missed. And I do love that. It's just that, so, in, and to kind of expound upon, you know, my feeling like that, it's just, there's a lot of stuff to consume. There's so much stuff to consume. And it's, it's one of those things where I don't feel like I'm wasting time if I'm rewatching things. It's just that I already know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can't, I don't want to say can't, because I, I don't really try. I don't want to try and feel the exact same as I did the first time, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I might learn something different. I might see something different. But I also feel like I'm I'm, I'm pretty blessed with a, a pretty good memory. And so, like, I remember a lot of this, like, a very <laughs> damn near everything that I have read, like, about a story that I enjoy, mm-hmm. I remember it. And so it's just, it when it comes to relating to it differently in different parts of life, if I've ever taking my back to a point in a story where I'm like, and while I'm reading the story, if it's still going and I'm like, Oh damn. Yeah. Wow. That hits me different now. Um, and that's just, that's just how it works for me. So check it out. Uh, I am the same way where I remember everything. My, uh, my fiance, I was going to call my girlfriend again. She, my fiance. I'm proud of you. I'm engaged, bro. This shit is real. (laughs) You engaged. Congrats again, man. Uh, my fiance, she can watch movies, read books, and watch TV shows over 10 times and will watch that shit like it's her first time she ever saw it. 
She will I'm be a little envious of that. I ain't gonna front. She will go through shock. She will go through tears. She'll be over there. Oh my god, I can't believe I like. But you know, you just watched this. Like you don't remember this. We we just watched this six months ago. I sat here on the couch while you did this, mm-hmm. and so um, I'm envious of that skill. For me, Same. I remember everything. Um, I do go back and rewatch a lot of stuff. But if I go back and I rewatch or I reread um, a book or you know whatever, if it makes me feel the same way I felt the first time, I probably won't go back and rewatch it anymore. And to your point earlier, I, I do crave to see how it's grown or how I've grown um, mm-hmm. to experience it from that different perspective. One thing we talked about on Anime After Dark uh, a couple weeks back was if um, I think the topic was if Oda had lost it. Because people were commenting, people were commenting that you know sales in One Piece are down, and we were, you know, it was it was more of a clickbait topic. Man, is it one, is it One Piece or is it the people? You know, yeah. Um, and so what what we ended up talking about in that chat is that I look for, and same thing we talked about when we spoke about my hero earlier. I look for mangakas that are true artists at heart. Mm-hmm. I want to know that you've gone out and experienced the world. I want to know that you're consuming things and you are growing and changing as you're writing. I want to see that development in your characters. I love that I'm rereading through One Piece and I can see how One Piece has also changed with the times. Oda has also has always been a person that hasn't shied away from having diverse characters in his story. Mm-hmm. For Which us I to appreciate the hell out of him for. Yep. I do. But for us to be in Wano right now and it's such a heavy focal point, for some characters, I think that you can't attribute that to anything but the times. He's always had characters like that, but there are multiple characters, and the amount of diversity that's blossomed in Wano right now is definitely a sign of the times to me. And you can see how Oda's writing has changed to not only reflect the changes in his audience, but the changes in his perspective. I love that from any creator that's given me anything. Um I want to be able to go back and read your story years down the road and, and see those changes and feel those changes. Um, and hopefully, hopefully when it's cyclical uh, and we get back around to the start of it, you know, I will vibe with the story in a brand new way. Let's say 20 mm-hmm. years from now, we're back feeling how we felt in the nineties. And now uh, one piece hits totally different <laughs> when we reading those arcs, you know? Right. Right. So I mean, I, look forward to that. I mean, personally with one piece, cause like I, I remember when I was younger, I, you know, kind of started One Piece, but it just wasn't for me at the time. And that's another thing that we can talk about later on. It's like revisiting things that you tried at one point and you thought you hated. It's just it wasn't, it wasn't time. So I started reading the manga again because I'm 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 a reader. I, I read way faster than I can watch stuff. Like like <laughs> a fun fact about me is like I I do not like I don't like it. if you were like, hey Ray, you can play this video game, you can read this book or watch this movie. I'm never going to pick watching the movie because it's just a finite amount of time. And I'm like, you know how much I could have read in the time that we watched that movie? <laughs> that's, that's just me. When you um, when you watch One Piece the first time, did you watch the anime or did you try to read it the first time? So the very first time when I was younger, I watched it. Um, okay. And yeah, I, was like, I was like, oh, this is okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and it wasn't until I was a, a grown-ass man that I decided to read One Piece again. Uh, and I'm telling, I just restarted One Piece. Well, yeah, really, just restarted One Piece for the first time uh, a few months ago, and like, I'm having a blast. It's it's one of those things where it's like, well, I'm glad I'm reading this now because I think I'm getting more enjoyment out of it now than I would have then. But I don't know, so I'm just going to assume that like because I love it now, I just love it. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I know that I also have so much of it to consume that I'm just, you know, I'm fine with it. I'm going I'm to take my time and I'm going to enjoy it. But I do want to get to a point where I can converse with other fans, you know, with like, I would love to be able to talk with you and other folks about what's currently happening in One Piece, but it's like, I got to mm-hmm. get there. You know, and if I was just watching the anime, I feel like it would take me twice as long um, to get to 100%. that point. 100%, especially in One Piece, because the, the pacing is, it's parts of One Piece, the pacing is god-awful. You get yeah, it, you, you know, and that's a whole other conversation, too, where it's like, you know, those companies and folks have to make their money. And so how do they make more money? They make more of it, you know? Um, yeah. And so I'm like, I get it. So that's why I would, I'd much rather read it. I, I just like to read. So seasonal uh, anime has saved us from that trap. It's created some other issues and how we consume. But yes. it's definitely saved us from the, the anime is now caught up to the manga. So we're going to give you horrible <laughs> And we're also going to stretch these episodes out. So we'll cover one chapter in the next three episodes. All right, Naruto, um, I see you. And that's really, that's really, <laughs> when you think about that, that's an hour and a half. Well, mm-hmm. okay, we'll, we'll talk about, well, you're still watching it. So when you think about that, that's an hour and a half you just put towards covering one chapter. And an hour and a half, I can knock out at least 20 chapters. And that's me. Right. That's me taking my time looking at the drawings, zooming in, you know, really trying to look at the details and see if I catch any Easter eggs in the back, all of that. You can get through 20 chapters in an hour and a half. Uh, I just read Chainsaw Man in less than 24 hours. I had, I couldn't couldn't put it down. Chainsaw Man is, um, it was one that also did the same thing to me because I started reading Chainsaw Man because people, and this was, what's this, a year, year and a half ago? People like, Ray, give give Chainsaw Man a chance. And I'm like, okay, this ain't something I would normally read. And I started reading that. And I was like, oh. And I just kept reading. <laughs> like it was, and, you know, sometimes you get something that just that, that hits you like that. I'm like, ooh, this is different. And I like it. And, you yeah, know, I, I loved Chainsaw Man. It was, that's one that I'm like, no, I can, I can sit here and read this. And then I'm like, oh, it's over? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I didn't expect it to consume my life like that. Same. Uh, it, what, what ended up happening was um, they had talked about Chainsaw Man a couple times on Anime After Dark. And Chainsaw Man had been on my queue for a very long time, along with Undead Unluck. Because those mm. are the two. I'm those catching up on that one, too. Yeah. Those are the two I kept missing at the time. But Undead Unluck, I ended up finally getting around to that one and starting it sometime around like June or July. And like got all the way through Undead Unluck. And so I was caught up. I'm talking to Mike, and Mike, you know, um, it's not all the time because Mike is new to the manga world. He's manga Mike, but he really just started reading um, when Attack on Titan happened. Uh, hey, hey, you know, or, better late than never. Better late than never. So, like, Chainsaw Man is one of the ones that he read through. And um, not going to lie, when he kept throwing it my way, I was kind of just like, the, okay, Mike, like, you know, this manga thing, chill out. And like, relax. <laughs> so I added it. I added it to my queue, but I hadn't got around to it and we had a conversation about it on anime after dark and then i had facetime mike the next day he was like yo you need to read chainsaw man like check it out so i'm like cool whatever went to go read it the turning point in that manga for me was uh dingy has a scene where uh, uh what's what's the rival's name uh aki is aki yeah aki mm-hmm so he has the scene where Aki is already trying to weed him out. Aki doesn't want him around Makima. He doesn't want him to be a part of the crew. And Denji's like, yeah, 
maybe I didn't have any big goals and I didn't expect to be a part of his life. But now that I've touched this shit, I definitely adopt for this shit. And I'm I ain't letting it go. Exactly. I ain't letting it go. And I was like, oh, okay. I like that. I like that conviction. And from that point on, I was stuck reading it. I Dingy is easily one of the funniest MCs I've ever read. And I'm gonna say he's the funniest MC. And over fist, bro. He is. And I'm gonna say straight up, because he just living. <laughs> just living. He doesn't care about anything. And he's the funniest MC from the new gen. Um, the only MCs that have made me laugh as much as Dingy have been Luffy and Vash, um, respectively. Yeah, I'm 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 with you on that. So he's the funniest MC from the new gen. Dingy, it was absolutely amazing. I love this character, and everything was heat. I mean, really, my only criticisms about it was the way the Gun Devil thing kind of went. I didn't like how the Gun Devil played out. I felt like you know you they overstayed their welcome with that whole kind of story arc. But oh, just talk about that part. So the height of the Gun Devil arc, uh, that shook me because it was like, okay, we spent all this time and we got to this point. I'm like, oh, oh, it was way worse than we thought. Yes. Like, you know, they 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 painted the picture of it, but like, you really truly didn't get the scale of it until it was so happening. It was and I'm happening. Like, oh shit! It's real. This is wild. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, man, like just that chapter. It was. It's that that chapter is one that I'll always stick with me. Is when you see. Um, and this is spoilers for folks. Um, that list of the fall names, those names, yeah, that that messed me up. If you ever been to a memorial of any kind, that's what that shit was. It's like a war yeah. memorial, and you're walking through all the names on all the plaques, uh-huh. and you're in a centerfold after centerfold as you go through. Yeah. Shit, I'm like, he's really wiping out everybody. Um, I, I was like, hey, this. I was like, I had to, like, I that's one of the moments I put my phone down for a second. I was like. <laughs> like and, all right cool and so yeah, this, this is this is heavy the situation that kind of happens is like that naruto madara situation where like i've ridden myself into this corner where like this devil is now seriously fucking op it's a guaranteed mm-hmm. bullet for every head how the fuck do you fight that um yep. <laughs> so, what do you do with that what do you do with that and so the whole way that kind of went after that and um and even before that, I didn't like the transition on how we got to that point um, with us being like it. I know they were trying to set up Makima has the has the eventual big daddy, but I just didn't like that whole kind of how it shook out. It felt kind of clunky right there to me. And I, I wasn't appreciative of that part. But outside of that, I have no criticisms about Chainsaw, man. I fucking loved it. I love Denji. I love pop 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 power. Denji and power are hilarious together. Gas together. I, I love uh, them. Oh, by the way, that ooh, I ain't never. I don't really normally get too mad at people's stories, mm-hmm. but when he did that, oh, I was mad. <laughs> I was big mad. Big mad. <laughs> I'm still mad. Now that I'm thinking about it. So I'm like, yeah, okay. So that's how I knew it was good. Yeah, bro. But, you know, Chase Man is. I, I was like, when people like are like first getting into stuff, and I, I had somebody recently was like, oh, I just wanted to get into anime and manga. Should I like people talk about Chase Man? Should I start that? I'm like, no. <laughs> I need you to read some other stuff first, and then you read Chase Man. Uh, Chase like Man, that. if you if you started that coming into this, that will warp your perspective on all this stuff. Overall, I actually like Chainsaw Man more than I like JJK. I like the power system of JJK much more than I like Chainsaw Man, but. The actual story, I think I like Chainsaw Man more than I like. This is JJK. a fun. This is a this is a fun topic because 
Uh, I also prefer Chainsaw Man over JJK, but that's because uh, where Chainsaw Man ended, uh, that ride was just kind of like a roller coaster from start to finish. Mm-hmm. JJK has had it's it's multiple rides, so you get mm-hmm. on one, it's wild. Then you know you're, you're off for for a bit, like oh man, that was great. And then there's a few chapters that you're like, oh, time to get on another ride. Oh man, that was wild. Then you get off. <laughs> yeah. and then, exactly. Um, so the, I I love Chainsaw because that story is just. Uh, the, like I think he goes zero to a hundred like every other page. <laughs> it is great, foot, bro. The foot is on the pedal the entire story, and when <laughs> JJK get right, I, I think uh, Gage does a great job of writing the the ebbs and flows of the tide, similar to how Oda will do in One Piece. And mm, you'll have mm. you'll have an art that's just absolute gas, and then you have like this uh, slight comedy laid back art that still is giving you good details on what right, you you're need. getting great development still, but you know. Yeah, you finna come to the big drop. Like you know the roller coasters. Mm-hmm. Tink, 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 tink. <laughs> you can like feel your you feel yourself inching up to the top. Yep. You can see it now. You're at that point where you can't see the top, but you know it's coming. You know it's coming. And then you know the you know the valley is finna be deep. You mm-hmm. know he's gonna drop you off that off that hill and you're going all the way down, uh deeper than you ever been. So I love that about JJK. And since we're talking about these new gens, um between those two, another one I kind of relate in that zone, just it gives me those vibes, is Undead Unluck. And I brought that up earlier. Um, it sits between, somehow between a little bit of both for me, between JJK and Chainsaw, what those vibes give me. Undead Unluck is kind of like sitting in there as the middle brother, uh, I think, for me. I feel you. So with Undead Unluck, I, I feel like I'm, I'm getting to that point. I'm, I'm getting to that point where it's like, okay, we're getting up, we're getting close to the top. And I'm, I'm, I think I'm about to hit that first drop where I'm like, oh, shit, I ain't got that yet. But I can feel it. Uh, where where are you at in Undead Luck? So in Undead Luck, I'm just to where they they just got. Um, I'm just past where they just got to the table for the first time, and they're going on their first mission. Oh yeah, you getting there, bro? So well, I take that back. I'm I'm at Zombie, and like um, they're figuring out the zombie stuff. Okay, yeah, you getting there? Because now, yeah, you're gonna start figuring out a lot of the world and a lot of how things work. Uh-huh. And that's that's when it's gonna mean everything's gonna start meaning something to you, and your brain's gonna start going crazy. So, I'm so what does that, that life. mean? And what does what does this mean? And okay, um, so yeah, you're really gonna get into the un the un part of things, and mm. once, that, once, once that happens, and it opens your head up, and you realize uh, same way with Stars and Stripes for my hero, um, <laughs> and, and the way she was introduced. Once they open up your mind about the possibilities that could really happen with this thing, then you're going to go nuts. You're going to be looking at every character in a new light, like, oh my God, what can they do? I wonder. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. So, um, a little bit, a little bit of the middle ground, a little bit somewhere in the center. I really fuck with all three of those titles. Um, the only other new gen title outside of those that I've been like, um, well, I won't say only other one, but that I group into that category of I've been hooked for the action has been Fire Forced. Yo, okay, so that one is on my list okay. uh, of series to start reading because I, I'll tell people all the time, you know, yeah, we kind of had our, 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 I guess our transgressions with Maki, but I got over that because I still like Fire Force overall. Um, with Tamaki or Maki? Uh, Tamaki, there you go. My bad. Okay. Uh, I love Maki. Maki, Maki's my girl. Um, but yeah, Tamaki. You know, we had our issues with her. But I was like, I don't really care. That's not. That's not what all the story is about. I love Fire Force, and it's on my list to read after Villain Saga. I think you're definitely gonna appreciate the manga. Uh, Tamaki. I really don't have an issue with the fan service. I do have an issue with the placement 
of her fan service. And that's exactly what it is. Like I said, I don't care about fan service. It's, it's the timing. The timing yeah. is everything. Uh, and I feel like it's awkward on purpose. I'll be very honest. Like, you know, it's, it's purposeful. And it's like, yeah, but I still don't like it sometimes. Well, the awkward is okay. I don't, I don't mind when it's awkward when it's another character's moment to shine. Uh, that doesn't bother me about her placement. But even in the manga, there are times where this is her moment and this is her time to do her thing. And then the fan service takes precedent. So I don't like when Tamaki's character is sacrificed for the sake of her fan service. Yeah. But if her fan service is occurring when it's another character happening and we have a quick aside as like a comedic moment, I appreciate that. And that can be there. Um, even yeah. if the, even if this character is having a breakthrough and then you kind of like disarm the reader with a, a funny ass or fan service Tamaki moment. And then we go back to this character having a breakthrough. I'm okay with that. But when you sacrifice Tamaki's development and growth for her fan service, you can't come back to that. Like she can't have a dignified proper moment after that. And that's what hurts me in the story. Uh, but Outside of that, I really do like Tamaki. She gets in her bag a few times in the manga. Uh, Maki is my favorite character, probably in Fire Force. Oh, what? Uh, not Tamaki, Maki. Muscle no, that's what Maki. I'm saying. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, Maki, Maki is my favorite character, probably in Fire Force. Uh, about that I, life, because I'm, I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah, I love Maki. Um, and then Fire Force is just an excellent story. There's a part where it drags, and I, and I felt like I was going to quit it. But once you once I got through that, it's it's been foot on the pedal. Similar to Chainsaw Man, you you start finding out the world and how everything works, and it's been going. And I ended up reading the manga, you know, because I had to. I was really interested in Fire Force, and I wanted to watch it from the start. But season one didn't sit well for me, and I couldn't figure it out. Like it just felt like something was missing. It wasn't. I like the animation was top tier. The sound. Um, effects were top tier the audio was top tier everything was good just Did you realize that the story was missing <laughs> something, something the story wasn't missing just something was like wrong something lagged something dragged mm-hmm. and i think it's one of those things where you hand a title over to an anime studio and the way they cut it can actually make or break the delivery mm-hmm. of the story for certain people and yeah. so i read through the manga and there's aspects of shinra's personality and his um his introspection when he's like really in his brain um, similar to like uh, Deku mumbling that make part of that story and you don't get that same feel in the anime. And I found that's why I was hurting. But I think season two was a great adaptation, to be that's honest. I have not finished season two yet, but yeah, I am. I'm having a good time. Yeah, bro. Um, we I'm going to start wrapping us up because we got Are about you 12. You all good, man. I'm look. I'm I'm keeping on time, bro. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Time. I know what it's like because my girl come home and I was supposed to take that chicken out the freezer. It's going oh, down. Oh, I mean, yeah. And fiance now has carte blanche to just be like, okay, I'm in yeah, that ass, bro. and yeah. not in a good way. I can't testify against her. I just read that. <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, transitioning to the end of things, we've talked about we talked about a lot we talked about evolution of creators and um we talked about how we want how what manga we like i guess to wrap this up i kind of want to get into uh where do you hope to go as a creator going forward since we talked about kind of like how we want our art and everything to evolve like where do you see yourself going where you want your brand to become 
Although, I mean, I have a few possible directions that I'm building myself in um, because I never like to just kind of paint myself under one corner. Um, mm-hmm. I am I am writing stories currently that I plan to, you know, release to the world at some point. Uh, I am also um, <laughs> building out and scoping games that I want people to experience. Um, like, th- those are things that I'm actively working on. And I want people to experience because, I, you know, I have stories to tell. Uh, I love stories and I have my own that I want to tell. And so I want to get those out there one day. Um, those are my, my more creative avenues. Um, when it comes to, you know, just my content in general, uh, I want to make sure that like, I, I want to increase the quality. Um, I am very much quality over, you know, the, the quantity. So like, yeah, I might get to a point where I'm only doing like one thing a week, but I want that one thing a week to be damn good, you know? And I want it to be a point that, that people are understanding that I'm not just doing it to do it, that I, I want them to take something from it. Uh, I want them to learn something that, like, you know, they had not considered that. I, I want them to be like, oh, yeah, I should treat myself better. <laughs> you know, I, I should in, try to enjoy things more. Um, like, that's that's what it's about for me is I want people to understand, like, you are also you're supposed to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. OK, um, we're not here. We're not here to suffer. We're here to enjoy it. And then because once it's over, it's over. And, you know, there's things where people are like, oh, I, I want to live with no regrets. It's like, I don't want to say that you shouldn't live with no regrets. Because, I mean, yeah, that's, that's it's, it's going to happen sometimes because we don't always make the perfect decision. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I want you to be like, I lived. That's it. Like, it's not that I, I was alive, but I lived while I was alive. That's important to me. And I feel like through my actions, I hope that people can take that away from us. Like, oh, I should. I should live my life while I, while I am, I don't have to be the richest or the most popular or the prettiest. I I just need to live and not take stuff from other people because I don't understand what they're going through at the time they're going through it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Most of that's, that's where I want to be. You definitely need a, you the wholesome content creator. Like you, you really got a genuine personality about yourself. And, um, I think the way that you approach things kind of in that, um, kind of from a space of innocence uh you know you just want things to be pure and you're just having a good time and you want your own stuff you know a lot of people don't realize that that comes from a a really dark and terrible place i i grew up in some of the worst environments possible uh you know and is in from that i don't know how i managed to turn out the way i did and i think it was just a strong will (laughs) to not let that break me you know what i'm saying and so i i I want other people to, I want to take that light and point it and be like, hey, yeah, you can come from a really situation, like a really shitty situation and still turn out kind of okay. Because trust me, I ain't always, you know, innocent and, and happy and glad. Like, that ain't always the case. Uh, and that's why I try to also be as genuine and real about when I'm not feeling like that, you know, online. Because I, you know, people, I need people to know I'm, I am a person. I'm a, I'm just a, you know, flesh and blood, just like everybody else. And I have shitty days and good days, just like you. <laughs> yeah, man, it's definitely about the journey and, and everything that brought you to the point you at, much rather than the destination. I just had that mm-hmm. moment with, uh, with another listener um, where, you know, we're talking. They're like, oh, you're from Chicago. Like, where are you from? And I told them where I'm from. And they're like, you from there? Like, you from that neighborhood? I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, bro, where I'm from. When yeah. I tell people I grew up in the city of St. Louis, they always like, excuse me? He like, I would have never like, guessed you'd be from that neighborhood. <laughs> How you talking? You do this podcast, you into this and that. And I'm like, well, bro, I'm from that neighborhood. And I went through all that shit. And yeah, I was mm-hmm. around, you know, he named a couple people. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know, bro. 
And so he like, man, that like I would never imagine that you would know these people and be doing this. And so, um, you know, I ended up telling him, you know, or he told me where he was from. I was like, yeah, bro, and you're from similar areas. So you never know. You can't just know someone's background or where they're from based on, like, where they're at right now. You don't know the journey that someone's exactly. walking. Exactly. And, you may see so, where I am right now, but that's not where I'm from. Exactly. Not where I'm from. And I'm, I am a product of where I'm from. I, I looked at where mm-hmm. I was from and was like, this is not me. Same way that Ray Apollo looked at One Piece and like, this ain't for me right now. Same <laughs> what I'm trying to do. Exactly. And so, you know, you look around your environment and either you go, this is me, this is where I want to be, this is who I am, or you rebel against that and you say, this is not me. And, mm-hmm. you know, regardless, people are all on their own journey. They're all doing their own thing. And, you know, we all trying to reach the same destination of success. But that success looks a little different to all of us. It's what yeah. you define it as. And a lot of people have to understand that success is different for every single person. The way you see, you know, somebody else doing it is not the way you're going to do it. Your success is different, and you might completely define success differently. So don't be trying to emulate and be other people because you see something that they got that you want. You can get it. It's just going to be different. Motherfucking facts. This was a great-ass episode, uh, a great-ass conversation, too, Ray. I really had a good time just talking with you. You just brightened up. man. Man. I, you know, I appreciate it. Like like I said, I, (laughs) I had some really shitty situations in my life, and I try not to ever put that energy into anybody else's space and so you know i'm just thankful that's it that's fantastic uh go ahead and promote tell the people where to find you and all that good stuff talk about anime lately whatever i mean yeah man so i'm just i'm ray apollo r-a-y-a-p-o-l-l-o uh just about everywhere i somehow managed to quarter my name on the internet which was great i mean i learned that really early and i'm just like i'm really glad somebody taught me that so if you listen to this you're like oh man i have you know a decent name that I want to pick and use everywhere, get it everywhere as soon as you can. Um, because if you're going to do any kind of content creation, you're going to want it. So mm-hmm. um, just take care of yourself by doing that. But uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter, YouTube, uh, TikTok. I'm on the Anime Lately podcast. I'm on the uh, Careful of Spoilers Villains show every once in a while. Uh, Anime Lately, we do uh, specifically the part that I'm on is uh, called Shonen Ronin. I came up with that name. I'm very proud of that. Um, and every Sunday we go through the manga that everybody's caught up on and we talk about it like bit by bit. We, we go into what we like, what we didn't like. Um, you know, there's a lot of theory crafting because I love theory crafting. It's fun. You know, it's like I'm not writing this stuff, but I'm like, but what if, you know what I'm saying? And it's a good time. So if you if you ever like, oh, I'm looking for somebody to um, talk to about manga, you know, online when it comes out on Sundays. Yeah, check out anime lately because we have a good time. And you never know. It's always somebody different on that show now because there's so many of us, which I'm okay with. And it just, it, it makes it easy for me to be like, all right, so not everybody's going to have the same opinion because we got different folks <laughs> rotating in and out because we all busy. You know what I'm saying? So, Most you know, definitely. if you're looking for me and specifically you want to you wanna get at me, just hit me up on Twitter at Ray Apollo. And, you know, I'll do my best to talk with you about what you want to talk about as long as it's anime and manga related. If it's, if it's not about that, I mean, make sure it's video games because then I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I don't, I don't care. Or Axis Man had to make wholesome streams or something. Just make it. Make sure it's related to him. Don't come. I, I appreciate. I'd appreciate that because like I'll I'll be the, I'll be real quick to tell you. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not gonna waste your time on mine. Yeah, just make sure it's related to him. So it's something that like he can actually talk to y'all about. Uh, for listeners, y'all. I mean, y'all. You guys already know the worst gen pod information because you guys are listening to us. But 
make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Worst Gen Pod. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Worst Generation Podcast. Uh, check out the website, WorstGenerationPodcast.com. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, and even if you aren't, please uh, follow the podcast, like the podcast, promote the podcast, go over to Apple Podcast and hit us in the comments and the reviews and let us know what you think about the pod. All that shit matters for helping us out, be discovered by more people, spread the word. And I appreciate you guys for all the support. Special shout out to our patrons one more time. And that's everything. Until next time, y'all, we out. Hey, thanks for having me, man. And in the woman who packs them up And in you